Welcome on back to the 4th and 30 podcast. It is March Madness. Not only is the weather improving, but the uh, basketball is about to improve too. Um, so we're going to go through some of that just right off the top. We do have a bracket challenge on ESPN. Uh, if you follow us on Facebook, Kelsey posted about it the other day. Um, so you can find it on there um, or you can ask one of us and you know, please join in on that if you win. You get a T-shirt, so it's not a bad deal. Um, none of us four can win. We're going to be in it, and our group or podcast, we collectively did one. It's going to be in it, but none of us can win the T-shirt. We're not trying to. To here's a bad word I could say. Um, we're not trying to win it, so I couldn't think of a good word to say. Uh, anyway, that's where we're going to start. So, the bracket. So as you can see. I'm old school. I got one on paper here. Who who do you think is the most guaranteed upset this year? In the in the first round, not to go deep. Virginia Tech, hands I'm, down. I'm good with Virginia Tech. I yeah, think, I think we were if all you, in agreement on Virginia Tech. If you watched the ACC, just I didn't watch them in this. So they did. It did take them a buzzer beater to beat Clemson in their first game. But then they reeled off three impressive wins in a row. I mean, they beat who'd they beaten? They beat Notre Dame, who is the two seed in the ACC, which just goes to show you how down the ACC was this year. Notre Dame's not that good of a team, but they did beat a North Carolina team who was hitting its stride by double digits, and then they beat Duke by double digits. And if you watch that game, it was a beautiful display of basketball. Like it was beautiful to watch their offenses. Another thing about Virginia Tech is they have all fourth and fifth year players, which tends to do well in the tournament. Only one of them they recruited. These are all transfers. Um, two of them transferred with their head coach, who from Wofford. And if you remember a couple years ago, Wofford made a run in the tournament. Um, they've got good talent. They had a bad start to the year, but they've been playing as good as anybody. Yeah, I think yeah. that's America's favorite to win well i shouldn't say that i think that's america's safest pick to win i think the game that a lot of people have their eyes on for their big upset is south dakota state and providence it's like they're like i can't remember providence i think is the number one defense coming in of all the tournament teams and south dakota state has one of the best offenses um and that's so it's one three-point shooting team in college basketball and yeah that's the great equalizer is the three-point shot yeah so we'll see which which style wins out i am taking providence because i will always lean towards defense in in march but uh fantastic schools since you went to one that, that too <laughs> but, but uh, uh um i mean i i agree with both of what you the things you guys said virginia tech is a complete basketball team that's one thing that they have they're they're good on the defensive end. They can score inside. They can score outside. Um, Kyler said the display against Duke was perfect. The display against North Carolina was insane. North Carolina couldn't stop them, and North Carolina couldn't score. It it looked like a lopsided game. And North Carolina's been playing good basketball as of late, but it was a terrible game to watch being a North Carolina fan. Um, and then the same thing. South Dakota State is the number one three point shooting team in the country. That's that's a popular upset. One team um, that is favored in the first round is Michigan, 11 seed. Um, they're they're favored over Colorado State, 6 seed. I actually did not pick Michigan, but um, Michigan is favored in the first round to get an upset in that 6-11 game. 
Don't read too much into the Big Ten hype. The Big Ten is still not very good. I'm going to give you two teams out of the Big Ten. I don't know much about who they're playing, but I can tell you that Purdue, they're playing Yale, and we've seen Ivy League schools do this before. And secondly, Iowa is playing Richmond. And Purdue and Iowa have two of the worst defenses in the NCAA tournament, so they are officially on upset watch. I actually and they're in the Big Ten. Purdue. Purdue's a top like ten offense in the country. Overrated. Like, top one hundred and fifty in defense. And so, so is Iowa. Top one fifty yeah. in defense. They're both top twenty in offense and both outside the one fifty in defense. And historically, if you're outside the top one fifty in defense, your chances of winning in the first game go down dramatically. Well, if there's if there's two things that are certain in this world, the sun's going to come up in the east, and Purdue's going to have a corn-fed seven-footer. So uh, we'll <laughs> see if that can help anything. Oh. Uh, one kind of upsetty. It's an eleven over a six seed. Iowa State over LSU. LSU is just going down the tubes here at the end of the season. Fired their coach, so I don't have much faith in LSU. Uh, to win in the first round over Iowa State, so that's it's a little upset. Six and eleven is kind of iffy sometimes, but I don't see LSU getting out of the first round. Ironically, we just named off three of the six eleven games. I think the one six seed that is safe is Alabama. I think they will definitely win their first game. Um, they that speaking of Alabama, them and Duke both being Gonzaga's bracket, they're both on the same side, but both those teams beat Gonzaga this year. So that's an ironic drawing for uh, Gonzaga over there. They obviously can only play one of those teams because they're both on the same side of the bracket, but just a weird, weird Lord way to Lord, set the play neither of those teams. But anyway. So keeping um, it keeping it in the Big Ten, though, another one I have on upset alert. I don't know how it'll happen or if it'll happen or how likely it is to happen, but I like Chattanooga's chances against Illinois. Illinois choked last year. They lost uh, Diasomo, or however you say his name, who was their best player. They're obviously pretty good this year. They're a four seed. And I like Kofi Cockburn and the way Coburn. he plays. Coburn, Cockburn, um, big dude, back to the basket, bully ball kind of guy. But how well that translates into the tournament and if Chattanooga can speed him up. Um, the only reason Coburn's still in the uh, – in the NCAA and not in the NBA is because he can't keep up. He's just too big. Um, and so he can't keep up at the NBA pace. He has trouble keeping up at the, at division one level pace. Um, if Chattanooga can speed them up and put the ball in the hole, that's another game, another big 10 team four seed, a lot of hype around them that I could see falling early in the tournament. The darling of the tournament is in. It plays for a 12 seed. Jordan Jelly Walker for UAB. That dude is electric. He has the talent to take UAB places, and I. That is my surefire up. If I have one surefire upset, it's UAB over Houston in that South bracket in the first round. UAB's on a roll. Jelly is on a roll. And he has the talent to make it happen in the NCAA tournament. So, yeah, there. That's another one of the games that I think everybody's looking at. Um, and he's definitely good enough. Another one that'll be interesting to see is if Bryant wins their 
play in game or it's not called the play in the first four or whatever. If Bryant wins that to see how, uh, is it Kiss or Chris? I can't remember the guy's last name. Transferred from some podunk D1 school to Rutgers. Didn't make it at Rutgers. Transferred to Bryant. Um, leading all of Division One in scoring this year. Uh, I told you guys in chat the other day, he gives off more Grayson Allen vibes than Grayson Allen does. He's very, very cocky. Uh, Kind of looks like a uh, my dad owns a dealership or my dad's a lawyer kind of guy, um, but and his his style of basketball is somewhat unorthodox in the the highlights that I've watched on YouTube of him, but he can put the ball in the hole and he can put it in the hole a lot of different ways. Um, so if he can get going, their team I don't think as a as a unit stands a chance against Arizona if they win their first four game. Arizona's just too deep. Arizona has, like, several NBA players on that team. But it will be interesting to see him, you know, if they get behind early, if he just goes into to Kobe Bryant down three or up 3-1 against the Suns mode um, and just start letting it fly how many points he can get on national TV. 48 in the loss. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or he might just pull a real Kobe and just refuse to shoot. Before we transition into more probably heavy favorites, Kelsey, you had a little trivia thing you wanted to do. Oh, is yeah. Trivia? Yeah, it's a little trivia. So uh, what I have here is how many times each uh, seed has upsetted the other. So yeah. there's been 144 matchups between each seed. So like 144 matchups between nines and eights. Uh, 144 matchups between 10s and 7s. There's actually only been 143 between 10s and 7s because there was uh, last year somebody had to, it had to be a no call because oh, of COVID. COVID. Yeah, there was a game that didn't play get played because of COVID. But I wanted to ask you guys, how many times do you think a 9 seed has beat an 8 seed out of 144? 72. 51. 144. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 69. Charles, the closest nines have actually beat eights 73 out of 144 times. So more than one over 500 because it's a toss up. Eight, nine is a toss up. It's a coin flip. I mean, that basically proves it. Ten, seven. How many times do you think a 10 has beat a seven? 51. 69. I'm going to price is right. Kai 52. 57. So Carl, <laughs> Carl, Carl has it again. <laughs> 11 over a 6. How many times do you guys think 11 has beat a 6? 32. I was going to say 35. 36. 54. 54 and 90. Yep. 54 and 90. 12 over a 5. Isn't that the, isn't that this, the one that the almost one they, always happens? They say always happens. Yeah. 69. But 50, 54 and 90 is actually... I mean, that's one out of every three games. So that's over one one per year for 6'11", too. I'm going to say 55. What'd Cody say? 69. Oh, I'm caught in the ringer. 56. 51. So it's almost identical to 11 versus 6. It's like one out of every three games. Um. All right, now 13 versus 4. 21. 28. Uh, 
20. Just say 50. it. Did you say 50? 15. Oh, 15. 31. So Ooh. actually almost one per year, which I, I kind of surprised me. 14 verse 3. Oh, Fifteen. Fourteen. Sixteen. I was hoping you'd say thirteen. Twenty-two. Twenty-two and 122. I'm not two. going first. This next one. So fifteen verse two. Kyler might know the last two. Uh sixteen verse one, it's one. I'll just... I was getting I, ready I to jump in and I say win. Fifteen verse two. Um six. I was gonna say eight. Just go for the seven. Go for the seven. <laughs> What'd you say, Carl? Five. It's eight. <laughs> I can walk away feeling proud of myself. And then 16 verse one is one. But I was kind of surprised on the 6 11, 5 12. Like, that's one out of every three games, essentially, on those. And then the 4 13, it's, it's almost one per year. It's just under one per year. Yeah, it is kind of wild. But that's why it's March Madness, right? Like that's why everybody yeah. tunes in for this is the best time. This is the best basketball played of the year. Like, I was listening to a guy on the radio who's supposed to be a college basketball specialist or whatever, and they're like, "How many times have you actually won a bracket challenge?" And he's like, "I've won zero. He's like, "Because I watch games all year, and I'm like, this team is better than this team. Why would I pick the upset? And I'm always wrong because there's always a lot of upsets. Yep. Yeah, that, that is the uh, the one problem I had with my bracket this year, is it's incredibly chalky. I I had trouble. So one thing that screwed my bracket in the past, and I get diehard about some eleven seeds going to make it to the final four, and then that just screws up your whole bracket when they don't make it. So pretty chalky this year. Um, the belief chalk is the safe route, though. I mean, if you try and pick the upsets, you're probably going to miss them and miss more games. That's double. Yeah. How many? Here's a here's a trivia that I don't know. Somebody could Google it. How many times have all four one seeds made it to the final four? I think it's once. I think yeah. it happened yeah, once. It, like I bet it barely like ever happened. Or something like that. Yeah, I bet it never happens. So it's like you know you can't be too chalk, but. Uh, so where do you, do you guys want to skip ahead to like? Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen. Do you want to start at the champion and go backwards? What do you want to do? One Final Four, where all of them made it, it was two thousand eight. Elite Eight. All right, we'll go to the Elite Eight. We'll start in the West. So that's your Gonzaga bracket, your Duke bracket, your Texas Tech bracket, uh, Arkansas bracket. Who do you have in the Elite Eight in the West? I have Gonzaga and Duke. Boring one-two seed. Um, I don't think Gonzaga has much resistance on the top side. I think Memphis is capable of giving them giving them a game. I think Arkansas is capable of giving them a game, but I think they'll walk to the Elite Eight. I have Duke, um, Cal State, Fullerton. Unless they pull a Lehigh, should be a pretty safe game. I Michigan State, Big Ten team. Although they are the the winners in March Madness of the Big Ten teams. I think Duke wins that game. Texas Tech or Alabama, either one, is a, a tough opponent for Duke. But I see Duke winning that as well. Gonzaga, Duke, in the Elite Eight. Yeah, I've got Gonzaga and Duke as well. I think the only threat to knocking Gonzaga off before the Elite Eight is Arkansas. Um, they're just 
they're so good and big top to bottom. Um, Duke, however, I'm a little bit worried about Duke's second round matchup. If it's a, you know, either one, but I think Davidson's going to come out. Davidson's underrated. They're a team that can spread you out, and that's what Duke struggles with. Duke's defense is only as good as it can be when Mark Williams can protect the paint. If you pull him out to the paint, they have to sub in a guard for him, and that's when their defense struggled. That's why their defense struggled in the ACC tournament. They had to pull Mark Williams out to match up, and there was no rim protector back there. And they've been used to having that rim protector back there all year. I don't know what took so long teams to figure that out, but teams exposed that in the ACC tournament. So Gonzaga is a lock to me. Duke is not a lock. Um, there's some good teams down there. Texas Tech and Alabama both capable. Davidson is capable of making a run in this tournament. Yeah, I think Kyler pretty much um, touched this bracket up. I mean, Cody was on the right path. I think Davidson, though, is better than what Cody gave him credit for. I have Davidson in that first round win against Michigan State, and I think the same way Kyler does. I think Davidson is a team that can give Duke a game. Um, Alabama and Texas Tech are both good teams. Alabama, honestly, I, I get why they're a six seed. They struggled at times, but they're, they could be a better seeded team, honestly, had they not had some slips during the season. Um, lost to Mizzou. Yeah, a loss to Mizzou kills you. Um, no offense. And then I actually think UConn is better than what Kyler said, but Thank I think you. Arkansas will. I think Arkansas will probably beat UConn, but UConn's a tough team. Um, but I have Gonzaga and Duke still entering up in the Elite Eight, even though I just named off all these teams. I don't think any team is a lock in this bracket. I think this is a difficult bracket. I'm surprised how hard it is with the Gonzaga being their one overall seed. Usually it seems like they try and give that uh, team a little bit easier path. But I think it's a tough bracket, but I still think Gonzaga and Duke are the best two teams in the bracket. All right, I'm going to break up the Coach K Love show here. It's Gonzaga and Texas Tech. So down the stretch here, Duke has gotten into some trouble with some teams that could play good basketball, and Texas Tech plays good basketball. Um, you know, Alabama, while I do see them to beat either Rutgers or Notre Dame, um, they're in a slump. They've ended their season on a slump, lost their last three. I don't see them getting past Texas Tech. Davidson, for the same reason Michigan State's in a slump, they've lost seven of their last 11. Uh, but then UConn. UConn's won six of their last seven. So UConn's came out strong, um, and I, they're going to give Arkansas all they can handle. And so I see in the Sweet 16, I see Gonzaga playing UConn, but I just don't see somebody beating Gonzaga. So I have Gonzaga and Texas Tech in the Elite Eight in the West. Yeah, Carl. I'm Duke. Duke's gonna. Here's what's gonna bite Duke. They can't guard the three point line when Mark Williams is out there. Somebody's gonna get hot against him, just like in the ACC tournament. And Duke doesn't make threes on the other end. They play one on one basketball. So, as much as I'd like to see Coach Craig go out a winner, I don't think it's gonna happen. All righty, and then we'll slide down to the East, which is your Baylor, Kentucky. Um... Purdue, UCLA bracket. Um, who started last one? I think Cody started. Kelsey, you want to start your East Elite Eight? You sure you want me to start it? Nope. I have, Kyler, I have, I have, I have a bit of a biased opinion on this one. Tyler, you want to start your? Yeah. So I've got, <laughs> I've got UCLA and Kentucky. UCLA made the Final Four last year. Johnny's <laughs> using. They're a veteran team. Um. The Pac-12 is back, and 
it's I mean, the back twelve is back. They don't get the love they they deserve yet because they were so bad for so long. But the Pac-12 is back. UCLA is a legit team. They were underrated last year. They're underrated again this year. UCLA can get back to the Final Four. Um, I see them knocking off Baylor. Baylor lost one of their best players, unfortunately. And uh, I think that's where it gets them. On the bottom side, Virginia Tech has a pretty good ride to make the Sweet 16. They're playing great basketball. We've already talked about them a little bit. And Kentucky's got a pretty good ride to the Sweet 16 as well. I don't see Virginia Tech knocking Kentucky off. I've got UCLA and, UCLA and Kentucky making it. You know what's funny about this is I also like UCLA a lot. Um, I have St. Mary's getting knocked off in the first round. I have North Carolina beating Baylor. Um, and then I have UCLA beating North Carolina in the Sweet 16. You might want to go swap North Carolina and Baylor out. To get to, get to the lead eight. Um, Virginia Tech, I have beating Purdue. We already talked about Purdue, their horrible defense. That Purdue could get knocked off in the first round if you're looking for a 3-14 game. Um, I have Virginia Tech beating Purdue in the second round, and then Kentucky beating Murray State, and then Kentucky beat, beat playing UCLA in the Elite Eight. The way Vatek took Duke defense out of the game, you kind of have to feel like they're going to do that same thing to Purdue. Yeah, I, I don't think and, Purdue's in a good position at all. I know and they can they score get with the, anyone, but... They get to play Texas in the first round, who's also struggling. So, yep. good draw for them, and they, they deserve it. They've played like one of the best teams in the country over the last, what, three weeks, four weeks? Yeah, I think they're, what, 14-3 and three in their last 17 games? I think it's 14-2, and 14-2, and yeah. Two, like yeah. So, all right. Um, I, uh... I have North Carolina Murray State in my Elite Eight. Um, I think North Carolina is a good matchup for Baylor. You guys can say everything you want about Baylor. They're a good team. I like North Carolina's chances there. I like Wyoming and or Indiana, more so Indiana, but either one of them two teams to make a run to play North Carolina in the Sweet 16. And then... I'm putting my money on Jalen Ivey to get Purdue to the Sweet 16 and then Murray State to get there and then Murray State to knock off Purdue with a North Carolina-Murray State Elite Eight matchup. I think one I thing that, that we haven't really said I have is... Baylor and Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, one thing we haven't really said is Kentucky is a very good team, too. They're a lot of people's favorites to make the championship. Yeah, I... uh. I agree with Kai's UCLA. I agree with the Virginia Tech. You know, I do see Murray State as good. Um, I don't see UNC beating Baylor. It can happen, but I just don't see it. So, like like I said, my bracket's pretty chalky. I have Baylor, Kentucky, East. That um, but that Murray State Kentucky potential second round matchup will be fun. Murray State's in Kentucky. That'll be a nice little matchup. Not too far away either. And the game's in Indianapolis, so which is not too far from Kentucky either. So crowds should be banging for that one. In the south bracket, Arizona, Villanova, um, Sister Jean. Uh, Kelsey, who do you have? Elite Eight South.
Did you say my name? Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I you did cut out for a second. Sorry, my bad. Or I maybe you just cut it on mine. I don't know. Um, in the South, I have. I think Arizona might be the best team in the country, to be honest. If you had to ask me who the best team in the country is, I think I would put my money on Arizona. Um, so I have them in the lead eight. I do think the bottom is a little, I think Tennessee will probably come out of the bottom. Tennessee is a very talented team. Um, I've obviously don't ask me why, but I, during this whole discussion, I have been biased to the sec. <laughs> I, I don't know why that is, but I do think Tennessee has, is a very good team this year. Um, Villanova is one of the best, uh, one of the best teams in the country every year. Obviously, they're they're a worry, um, but I just like Tennessee this year, um, and I, so I have Arizona and Tennessee in the lead. I do have Loyola, Chicago, and Michigan getting upsets in the first round of this one, but I have both of them getting knocked out by Tennessee and Villanova. I really thought, I know Tennessee's a three seed, so it's not a stretch to put them in the Elite Eight, but I really thought everyone else would be higher on Villanova or maybe Sister Mary make another run. Or, you know, Michigan's probably one of the better, Sister Jean, um, and Michigan's probably one of the better 11 seeds to ever be in the tournament. Um, so, but I, I also have the same. I think Arizona is definitely deserving of their one seed. Are we looking at the same Michigan, bud? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, they're an 11 seed? Who like the you, hell have they beat? They're still a a good team. Like, you don't. Anywho. I don't know. A week ago, they might not have been in the tournament, honestly. It was, they were on the bubble. Texas A&M should have got the bid over Michigan. Anyway. Anywho. Um, so I like Loyola in the first round. I like Michigan in the first round, but I'm taking Tennessee. And then just to, you know, to be a Big Ten hater, I think that Illinois loses in the first round of Chattanooga. In the in the South, I've got it. Did you guys both pick Arizona, Tennessee? Mm-hmm. I thought I, I was being too. I thought I was being quirky <laughs> and unique. Again, Arizona, Pac-12 is underrated. Arizona and UCLA are legit. If they were in any other conference, especially you know UCLA, they'd be a higher seed. Um. Yeah, I've got Loyola Chicago pulling off an upset. Villanova. You know, I'm just not sold on their conference play. Until someone knocks off Villanova in that conference, like UConn or something, I'm just not sold on it. So, and I don't think Villanova's the team they are in years past. So I think Sweet, you know, Sweet 16 is about as far as they're going to go. I like Tennessee. They play in the SEC. They're tested. I think Arizona's is close to a lock to make it out. Uh, uh, but Tennessee's the team I trust in the bottom of that bracket to win three games. Once again. I am pretty chalk. I have Arizona and Villanova. I've always had a soft spot for Villanova. I agree with Kelsey that Arizona is one of the better teams. Um, Michigan is doo-doo, so Colorado State's going to whoop them in the first round. Um, Keep that same giving, energy. I'm giving Sister Jean one game this year. Uh, they're going to make it to the second round and then lose to Villanova. Um, but the South bracket also does have UAB. I just don't see them getting past the Sweet 16. I do. I think Jelly Roll is going to take him to Sweet 16, but Arizona is just too much for him. So uh, I have Arizona Villanova. And then in the Midwest bracket, 
Um, I can start that one. I have Kansas and Wisconsin. Um, so you guys will, I've never liked Kansas, uh, just because of who they are, but it's hard not to like Kansas this year. Um, what's that kid's name? Ojibaji. Ojibaji. I don't have a clue how to say it. I think it's pronounced Ojibaji. Yeah, you said it right the second time. Um, he's pretty darn good. Uh, and he did, uh, pull out of the NBA draft to come back to Kansas. So, you know, I think that's going to do good things for him. And then Wisconsin. So, like I mentioned, I don't think LSU goes very far with that turmoil. So Iowa State, you know, I I like Wisconsin's chances over Iowa State. Auburn's going to be a hell of a game. But I think Wisconsin is the best team in the Big Ten this year. Uh, and, it, I mean, it's kind of tricky. And I I never want to bet on the Big Ten because they'll bite you every time. But I do think Wisconsin makes it to the Elite Eight this year. Yeah, I mean they lost to Nebraska, so just here in the last week or two. Yeah, so I'm not gonna lie, I hate looking at this bracket because I think that not only is Kansas a solid team, but I don't think there's a lot of resistance for them in this bracket. Um, I still think that Auburn is the best team in the bottom of the bracket. Um, I'm not saying I, I just don't I don't think Auburn is as good as some people have them though. So I I rank Auburn a little lower than a lot of people, but I would still probably pick them to come out of the bottom of the bracket. I I I'd go Kansas and Auburn. I just I don't know I don't like this bracket a lot. I, Iowa I don't think is very good. Um, Kyler already mentioned how terrible they are defensively. Providence I don't I don't have faith in Providence. And I honestly, quite frankly, don't have faith in Wisconsin or Auburn either, but I have to pick someone out of the bottom of the bracket. Um, so, yeah, I'd go Kansas and Auburn in the Elite Eight, but I, I think this is Kansas's bracket to win or lose. I agree. I think it's Kansas's to win or lose. And in my in my heart of hearts, I think that Kansas goes to the Final Four. But I'm just hoping, and I picked an Iowa upset. Um Iowa has a lot of weapons if they get hot. They've got Jobo. They've got the Murray twins. Um, so if they get hot, they can put points on the board and they can beat anybody. Uh, another Big Ten team, they'll probably lose in the first round to Richmond and completely spoil my bracket because that's what Big Ten teams do. Probably score 40 in the first game and just say Richmond played really good defense. But uh, Iowa-Auburn... I don't like this bracket either. I think that LSU plays Auburn in the Sweet 16. Um, Wisconsin went in their first round game, LSU over Wisconsin. But I just, I, I hate Mizzou basketball, but because I'm from Missouri, I have to hate Kansas even more. So I just hate Kansas. I hope they don't make it. I think they will. I think they'll be playing in the championship game, but I did not pick that. I picked Iowa over Kansas in the Sweet 16. So I think if there, I think there's Kansas is one of the biggest locks to make the elite eight. Like Kelsey said, there's not much resistance. Kansas is stacked this year. I mean, they've got um, a body be or whatever. Golf's best team, honestly. So th- he doesn't belong in college, just like Paulo Bancaro doesn't belong in college. But this guy's a year older and. I have a hard time picking against Kansas. I don't want to pick Kansas, but I just got a feeling that they're not going to lose. They're not going to lose for the Elite Eight. 
I, I'll put my, I'll put 99% on that. Uh, one matchup to watch in the first round in this bracket. USC versus Miami. USC is also very underrated. They played a tough schedule. The Pac-12 is just underrated. Miami as well. ACC isn't underrated, but the top teams in that, I think, are. Miami has a lot of seniors. Charlie Moore, the point guard, uh, being one of them, a six-year senior. The dude can play, um, and he makes smart decisions. They don't turn the ball over. And then they have McGusty at guard, who is a senior, but definitely is going to be playing in the NBA. Miami and USC are teams to watch out for. I did pick Kansas and Auburn. However, I'm feeling like I'm going to regret not picking either USC or Miami to make the Elite Eight in that bracket, the winner of that matchup. All right, that does it for Elite Eights, right? Yep. Yep. All right, so uh, Final Fours. So you've got, you guys had Gonzaga, Duke, and then, you know, a mixture of Baylor's and Kentucky's and North Carolina's. North Carolina's and UCLA's. Uh, who do you have in the final four of the East West? UNC. <laughs> really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would get great ratings. You know how many times I've prayed for that game to happen in the They've tournament? They've never played in the tournament. This would not It'd be the year for it to happen. Be a final four, though. That would be crazy. It would be great if North Carolina knocked Coach K out of the tournament in the Final Four. That would be fantastic, his last season. So, mine, I have Gonzaga knocking Duke off again. Honestly, Duke matches up better with Gonzaga than they do with Davidson. And they're probably more likely to beat Gonzaga than Davidson, but I'm just going chalk here. I'm taking Gonzaga. Um, And I'm taking UCLA over Kentucky. I think UCLA gets back to the Final Four. I have Gonzaga and Kentucky in the Final Four. Gonzaga knocking off Duke, Kentucky knocking off UCLA. I have uh, Gonzaga and Kentucky as well. I have Gonzaga knocking off Texas Tech, and then uh, Kentucky knocking off Baylor. Um, You know, Baylor's good, but they did lose a lot of people. uh, And I've kind of stopped betting against Gonzaga. They've kind of shut me up the past couple years, so... I'm going to let them at least get to the final four until the championship game. Right, you'll see. <laughs> South and Midwest. It, oh, C- Cody had uh, you can see. Okay, South and Midwest. <laughs> I have uh, Arizona, Kansas. I have one one here. Same. And if we get to see that matchup, that's going to be a great game. That's appointment television. Yeah, Cody. Okay, I'm backtracking a little bit. You have Michigan and Kansas in the... <laughs> no, you're saying Gonzaga gives you hope after the last couple of years. Mark Few no, teams... I'm just saying I'm not betting against them. Mark Few's teams them. choke. That's what they do. Not Mark Few's fault, but his teams choke. Anyways, I he have... He wasn't drunk. <laughs> what? He wasn't yeah. drunk at that DWI. Oh, clear clearly. Um, I have Arizona, Iowa. Not much to say. Like I said, when we were picking them, I think it'll be Arizona, Kansas. 
I really believe that, but I have Arizona, Iowa. I like it. All righty. Championship game. Uh, so I have Gonzaga and Kansas in the championship. Gonzaga knocking off Kentucky and Kansas knocking off Arizona. And as much as it pains me to say, I think Kansas wins the national championship this year. Uh, so like I said, I don't bet against Gonzaga anymore, but I'm still not going to bet for him the national championship. Uh, I think Kansas is that good. They've, you know, yeah, Big 12, you could argue, is a little bit down, but uh, I, th- I think Kansas is primed, ready to go. So, I mean, I think you can argue the Big 12 is the best conference in all of uh, college basketball. Um, but what Carl said, I've got Kansas knocking off Gonzaga in the championship. It just, it's been a while for Bill Self, and he's there every year. He's going to win another one. This is his best team in a while. And Abad, Majibaji Plodabani is pretty freaking good. He's, he's really good. You know, there's not many years that I think I know who the best four teams are, but I really honestly believe I think Gonzaga, Kansas, Arizona, and Kentucky are the best four teams in college basketball this year. And I think Gonzaga, Kansas, and Arizona in particular, those three teams are the three best in my opinion. I have Gonzaga and Arizona, though. I have Arizona beating Kansas in the Final Four and Arizona beating Gonzaga in the National Championship. I, I think Arizona might be the best team in the country, honestly. Um, they have talent all over the floor. I don't know. Uh, any of those teams you can't go wrong with, I think. But that's that's how I feel is Arizona over Gonzaga in the championship. Um, so I have Arizona, Iowa, you know, Arizona, Kansas, but we're just going to pretend it's Arizona, Iowa. Um. And I have Arizona win that game. I'm with Kelsey. I think Arizona might be the best team in the country. Um, and then on the other side, in the you heard it here first game of the year, Stone Cold pick of the century, in the Duke-North Carolina Final Four game, I have Duke beating North Carolina. And I have Coach K going out on top, 72-68 with a win over Arizona. So is that North Carolina go all the way to the Final Four and then fix them to lose to Duke? Oh my God! I love That's in it. your real bracket. That's my real bracket. <laughs> Even the score seventy two sixty eight Duke over Arizona. I'm not. I'm not betting against Coach K and it's when he knows it's his final appearance. I'm not betting against those kids and the heart they're going to put into it. For as much as I despise Duke as a Carolina fan, there's no better guy to ever do it than Coach K. And his players know that. He knows it. Um, his coaching staff knows it. I'm not. I'm picking them to win it. I'm not going to say that they're a lock to win it, obviously, with so many good teams. But if you think they're going to go down without a fight, if you think they're going to get Lehigh or Cal State Fullerton this year, it's not going to happen. They're going to make a run at it. If they lose a game, it'll be a heartbreaker. And I don't see that happening. Watch him lose to Cal State Fullerton. Just watch it. We've seen it before, but however, that Duke two seed isn't this Duke two seed. Let's be honest. Gerald Henderson is not. That one was more seasoned, though, more veteran. Gerald Henderson is not Paulo Bancaro. Well, yeah, the talent's not the same. Yeah, that team's veteran. See, that's the thing about these freshman teams. Yeah, Duke might have the most talent, but. They it evens out based on their you know experience and the tournament it evens out at least evens out maybe even tilts in the favor of the 
senior-led team. Senior guards used to be the key to the tournament. I mean, it's changed now since you have so many unbelievably good freshmen that come in. But a, a senior point guard who doesn't turn the ball over increases your chances of winning in this tournament dramatically. And win. Trying to get champs wrote down. Who'd you pick to win? Kansas. Kansas. AKA Trey Jones. This could be your national championship this year. When uh, when Duke lost to Lehigh. Who was the best player on the floor? I think they had – oh, it was C.J. McCollum for sure. Duke's yeah. best player was Seth Curry or Mason Plumley. Yeah, you, know, you couldn't be a C.J. McCollum fan anymore. I lied. He's still right there. I mean, definitely C.J. McCollum being on a 15 seed is kind of like what what happened there. That dude was so good in college. John Morant, Murray State. Yeah, but they were, what, 10 seed, 9 seed, something like that? What was Davidson the year that Curry went off? 11. That's what I thought. I was there, they were like 11. Yeah, I think they were 11. It was 11 or 10. Double digits. Very good. I feel like this is productive. We got some... uh, some shade to look out for in the first round, so we can do that. I um, hope all the Big Ten teams lose in the first round. That would got, make my day. even though even though he had Michigan and Iowa going deep. <laughs> I had Michigan going one game. That's pretty deep for them. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we're gonna switch gears here a little bit because. Um, if any of you are on Twitter, between Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, Buster Olney, and Jeff Passan, there's been so darn many free agent news. It's just, just hard to keep up with. We're going to try to focus on some NFL ones, though. Um, if you don't know, if you're not familiar with Twitter, Buster Olney and Jeff Passan are baseball people. But uh, uh, try to focus on some NFL ones, specifically probably quarterbacks, because we don't have too much time. But uh, I just want to lead off with uh, Tom, MF, and Brady. Hold the old Favre on us. Coming back for one more. Um, I said that thing in the group chat the other day that his last nine seasons lost in the playoffs, won Super Bowl, lost in the playoffs, won Super Bowl. Well, he lost in the playoffs last year. Um, so uh, I don't think that bodes well for any of our psyches if he comes back out of retirement and wins another one. But who knows? Just want to throw that out there. I'm nervous. The problem for him is he retired. And then an offensive lineman retired, and they've had a couple people leave that they're not going to be able to re-sign. I don't think their team is going to be as well-rounded next year. Not That's not saying Tom Brady can't win a Super Bowl, because obviously, you know, you can plug in a few holes and fill them. He can win one. But I do think he's coming back to a worse situation than last year, team-wise. The defense is going to be a little worse, too. There's a couple guys that couldn't sign on that side of the ball. It's going to look different for sure. Um, but, yeah, I thought it was funny that the day before free agency when he, is when he announced his comeback. Granted, they haven't really signed anybody yet, but it was just ironic timing. Uh, the day before free agency says, yeah, by the way, I'll be in Tampa. Somebody come join me. I'm glad he's coming back because tickets to Big Ben's Hall of Fame induction is going to be a lot cheaper now. <laughs> I live close enough. I could go to that. 
I could meet you there, Carl. Throw tomatoes at Big Ben. Put it on the calendar five years from now. Um, Let's see. What was another one? Oh, Russell Wilson to Denver. Uh, Denver fans are all in their feelings. They're going to win a Super Bowl this year. So just kind of chill your expectations a little bit. Yes, Russell Wilson's good, but he's not that damn good. Um, Thoughts on Russell Wilson to Denver? I mean, West is going to be insane. That's my thoughts. I mean, we saw what just, you know, we're, we still have a long ways to go before the regular season. I think the Chargers have improved the most. I mean, JC Jackson is a shutdown corner. Um, who's the pass rusher they signed? Khalil Mack. Uh, yeah, Khalil Mack, or they traded for Khalil Mack. I think, obviously, the pa- Chargers. I still, the Broncos, my question marks about them is their offensive line was not good this year. And Russell Wilson played on a not-so-good offensive line this year, and it didn't really work out. So I still have questions about the Broncos. Um, I think the Chargers in that division have answered more questions. And the Chiefs are the Chiefs. They're going to be there. Um, they Chiefs have lost a – you know, they're losing Matthew. They're lost Ward. Um, so they have some some gaps to fill as well. Chiefs went younger, though, at safety, younger and cheaper. Reed's been okay. Oh, Reed's, Reed's a stud. No, Reed's a yeah. stud. He's just playing he's on been, the Texans. He's been good his first four years. He's had two really good years and two so-so years in the league. But he's, he's younger. Cool. He's cheaper. Um, I think it was a good move. We needed to cut some cap. We should be able to sign someone else. We'll see what they do with that money. I hated to see Honey Badger go, the emotional and mental leader of our defense. Um, he was beloved by a chief by the Chiefs fans until maybe oh September <laughs> this year, November this year, somewhere in there yeah, when he I made those comments. Good. It kind of felt like the writing was on the wall. Um, early in the year that maybe he wouldn't be back. Um, his jersey will continue to hang for a long time. But I think that was the right move for the Chiefs, maybe. Um, but my my takeaway from the AFC West is, you know, my phone was blowing up last night. Chargers fans, you got to take it easy. Got to take it easy. You have to play the Chiefs twice. You have to play the Broncos twice. You have to play Russell Wilson twice. And you have to play the Raiders. Raiders And you have to play the Raiders, who you couldn't beat last year twice. Once again, you have, you know, close to the most talent in the AFC West now, if not the most talent top to bottom. But you're still the Chargers. You're still the Chargers. The double cat's ass whammy on themselves, and you're trying to reverse it right now. No, I'm not. Fuck them Chargers. The only thing the Chargers have going for them is they finished third again in the AFC West, which means they get to play the other third seeds in the AFC. So that's going to bode well for them, uh, like it always does. Unfortunately for them, that's the Ravens in our division. Yeah, that's true for that division. Win some, you lose some. Yeah, (laughs) it doesn't always work out that way. But Who does the AFC West as a division play next year? Kelsey, do you know that off the top of your head? Let's see who we played this year. We played the you played NFC. We played the, the NFC West, I think. Yes. I think yes, so. we played the NFC West and the AFC. Is it South? South? Yeah, it's South, I think. It is the South. NFC we West play, and AFC we South. East. Cool, 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 cool. Um, 
One thing of note, well, though, before we go too far, Eric Reed is younger than our other safety who we have back there, which is just shows how young our safeties are. Um, because uh, I don't know why I keep forgetting his name right now. I I wanted his jersey and I can't think of his name. Thornhill. Yeah. Um, Juan Thornhill. Eric Reed is like a few months younger than Juan Thornhill. So if they can keep those two together back on the end, back side of that defense for a while man our defense getting young with those linebackers and those two safeties isn't his name justin reed yes it is i keep saying eric reed justin reed yes (laughs) that was losing we didn't sign we didn't sign eric reed (laughs) all right um here's quarterback somebody can talk about in here got a two-year deal with the team about 50 minutes west of here mitch trubisky i called it a month ago I called it. He did call it. He was the best option for the Steelers. I mean, it's it's hard to argue that they're not already a better team going into next year. It's hard to argue that. Now, granted, they probably won a few more games than they should have last year, so I'm not saying their win total is going to increase. But I think you have to look at this division and say, yeah, the Browns are probably the worst team in that division going into next season. As long as Baker Mayfield's lining up part of every Sunday. I mean, the Browns receiving core has gotten worse. They got rid of OBJ and Jarvis Landry. Landry. Granted, they've got Amari Cooper. That'll help them. But, yeah, I mean, I it's, it's the Browns or the Steelers for sure. And, I mean, that you know how I felt last year about the Steelers. I already told you I feel better about the Steelers I do this year than I did last year. You are right. You won more games than you should have last year. So you might not win more games. But I do feel the Steelers' offense was atrocious last year. And it cannot be worse this year. It just can't. Well, no, and I think the Steelers have made probably the most free agency moves out of anybody. I mean, they've signed two offensive linemen. They've signed a cornerback. And the they've Jacksonville signed a Jaguars exist. Yeah, no one's $130 million on number two receivers. <laughs> they might not have made the wisest decisions. <laughs> but, but they've made the most decisions. Yeah. I mean, I think the Steelers do it. I mean, obviously, they do a good job. I think they made the most, made something out of nothing. There wasn't a lot of quarterback options unless you were giving up the farm. And uh, I think they took a flyer on a guy who deserves another shot. We've all talked about it. Trubisky deserves another shot. You know, he didn't fail like everybody made it out to him, you know, made him the scapegoat for. So it'll be fun watching him. I mean, they say it's a quarterback competition. I'm here to tell you it's not a quarterback competition. Rudolph, I'm sorry, bud. He thought he was the starter. You guys are in trouble. <laughs> he was, thought he was the starter for about a month, and he was so happy to become the starter. And it's just not happening. I'm going to him down and be like, hey, look, bud, there's one guy in a worse situation than you, and that's Jordan Love. So why don't you just <laughs> grain assault this? You've started a couple games. Like, just you're okay. I, I've said it. I said it last year. I said it. I'll say it again this year is I stand corrected on Trubisky. I'm not sure that he's some elite guy that a lot of people want to think he is, but Matt Nagy is the the fault of Trubisky's failure in Chicago. And I think it was a failure. He made the best. He probably made it better than it could have been just because of his talent level. But we talked last year. Now, the Steelers have shored up their offensive line a little bit through free agency, but the Steelers' offensive line was their biggest problem last year because they had an old immobile quarterback back there and now they got a better offensive line 
And even if their offensive line is still below average, you have a young, fairly mobile guy behind there now who can extend plays. He can make things happen with his legs. He's got good arm talent. Um, I think the Steelers are in a much better place. Trubisky is not a Russell Wilson or an Aaron Rodgers, but he may be the better player for that situation, especially if their offensive line struggles again this year. That and coupled with the fact that you do have good defensive players on that team. If that offense is able to just, you know, take some of the stress away from that defense, it only makes them, you know, it only makes that defense better. His number one job, we all agree that Pittsburgh's defense is one of the best there is. So his number one job needs to be trying to keep that defense off the field as much as possible. Yep. Get as many first downs as you can. Yeah. I think that Trubisky has like the fifth best win percentage of all starting quarterbacks with a minimum of 35 starts since 2018 or something crazy. Act, like that. No, it's since 2010. Active quarterbacks He's since 2010. 2010. Oh, that might be why then, because yeah, the, people have played more seasons with more losses. I get it. But it's only yeah. active quarterbacks. Yeah. So, yeah. But 65% win rate. If you would have told me that, I, I didn't follow the Bears that close when he was there. If you would have told me that, I would have been like, Maybe he made the won. playoffs twice, and he they should have won a playoff game if it wasn't for their yeah. kicker, double doink. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, there's optimism. Obviously, no one fully is ho- expecting him to be great, but I think he has he has a ceiling that can be good. All right. There's a couple more quarterbacks. Uh, I do want to get this in there. Chase Daniels, the goat of getting paid to do nothing. Another one-year, $2.5 million deal with the Chargers. Uh, joked about it in the chat earlier, but hopefully Green Bay picks him up next year so Aaron Rodgers can just play as long as he needs to, and then Chase can just kind of go wherever he needs to after that. Um, that dude, if he doesn't have an ESPN 30 for 30 when all this is said and done, they they have messed up royally. Um, <laughs> Carson Wentz to Washington. Uh, yeah, I don't know that that... I think that's just kind of a wash. I think it's a slight upgrade at quarterback, but I don't know that I would trade any pieces for him at this point. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I you have to you have to wonder what's wrong with Carson Wentz. For the Eagles to trade him after being an MVP, and then for the Colts to trade him after the season they had, and them talk about their front office and coach staff come out and talk about how uncoachable he is. Like, what really is going on with Carson Wentz? Yeah, that's what everyone keeps saying is uncoachable. And for a team to even more so, they would go from Carson Wentz, and they don't have an option at quarterback right now. They don't have anybody on their roster. They just said, we don't want you anymore. Incoming Jacoby Brissett. Again. But he's not, no. he's not even on the roster. Sam Ellinger is the quarterback Ellinger. on the roster yeah. right now. There's some people I've heard are big Ellinger fans that think he could do it. I have heard – Saw somewhere today that they are trying to make a push for Minshew, which I yeah, think is a Minshew and oh. Jimmy. Yeah, no. yeah, Jimmy G. That was Minshew. a fake report. Minshew's not in Seattle. Minshew and Jimmy G. But Fox Sports also reported it because someone else fake reported it, which was funny. Yeah, <laughs> dude, it's so hard to keep up. There's so much going on. Um, Reset is a free agent, though. By the way. And then uh, Deshaun Watson. Where do you think he goes? One, just that's we were going to end the podcast with this. Give me the team you think he goes to. I think he's the Cleveland Brown, unfortunately. 
I was going to say the same thing, and if he goes to the Browns, they might be the team to beat in the AFC They might be the best team in the AFC North. Yeah. Um, he doesn't want to wave his no trade South. He doesn't want to wave his no trade clause to the Panthers. He He's kind of said that. I said, I think he I goes think to the he, NFC South. I just don't know where. There's three teams I, that are going for him in that division. I think he goes to the Saints is where I where I think he goes. And I think the Saints are automatically scary if he's there. Yeah, if Deshaun Watson's there, that's... I think the most likely would be the Saints, the Panthers, the Falcons, and the Browns. Obviously, all three. The, favorites, the yeah. Falcons have cool. kind of snuck in there. Do they give up Matt Ryan? For I him? saw a report that said that he wants to go to Atlanta, which is weird because he also said he wanted an O-line and weapons, and they have none of the above. But with 22 allegations wanting to go to Atlanta, like you kind of see it, right? Like it may, it does, it's not too far a leap. Strip club capital of the world. I mean, it, it makes sense, I think. <laughs> anyway, that's where we're going to leave you. Um, March Madness. Watch, watch basketball. This is the holy grail of college basketball for the year. Um, you know, NFL trades going on, free agents getting signed, baseball trades going on, free agents getting signed. There's just a whole bunch right now. Um, but until next time, stick with it, stay tuned, sign up for the tournament challenge on ESPN. Submit a bracket, you'd win a t shirt. And peace. You didn't see the Tell post on Facebook, uh the and you just listened to the podcast. The the bracket name is fourth and thirty podcast, the password's podcast. Just so you know. Lowercase.